Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, welcome back to the Out of Spec Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Schieffer, joined by good friend Dominic Yoni from the Inside EVs podcast. You may all know and love. And of course, you are the forum moderator for Inside EVs, I believe, as well, correct? Inside EVs forum, yes. yes. And I do the, con- the uh, comment moderation on Inside EVs and, and Motor One and, and Ride Apart as well. It's our motorcycle site. Yeah. So, yeah. Important job. Keep the people in check. <laughs> but um dom for those who didn't know was actually out here a few weeks ago um i picked him up from the airport in my miata which was entertaining as hell because he had his guitar in tow which didn't fit in the trunk um so i yeah go see kyle connor's youtube channel the kyle i think it's just called kyle connor on youtube yes kyle um, connor we'll, we'll put that link in the description to see that fun video of me picking up dom from the airport to take him up to Fort Collins, where our Model 3 was sitting, waiting, anticipating a fun road trip. So I wanted to kind of recap the whole experience because you just finished it. How long ago did you get home? Oh, man, it's been a couple of weeks now, I think. Just when Hurricane Ian was hitting, I got here just before that. Yeah. So I had to rush back to get here because I'm in Tallahassee. And yeah, so the last time I saw you, though, we were in, in Fort Collins and so uh, you picked me up from the airport. We drove up to Fort Collins and then we swapped out all the tires on the car. Yep. And we did a little, little road test to make sure because he, he had just got it back from the shop and there were some questions about the suspension because we were going to replace the suspension before all this happened. But then I think, you know, it did, that did not happen. Timeline. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we took, we went for a little test drive and went over some, uh, you know, some speed bumps and like everything checks out. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, and this is, uh, I mean, the main topic of this episode for this podcast is really how your first EV road trip experience was, because you, you're not, it wasn't your first EV experience. In fact, you've owned one for a while now, a Chevy Spark, which is funny because it's an EV not everyone knows even exists. Although 
the name should imply it, even though it started as a gas car, which is funny right. enough. Um, right. But so we spark yeah, EV, yeah, the Spark the EV, end. yeah. And now you got to experience the the Tesla Model Three, which you had driven Teslas before, but this was. I have a feeling you're much more acquainted with the experience now after what 4,400 miles nears makes no difference and two countries and maybe a dozen States. I mean, <laughs> you did a lot of things. Yeah. At least a dozen <laughs> States. I think I'm not sure. So yeah, I'm not even sure where to start. So I've, so I've been writing about in, in Tesla since like, uh, you know, 2008, I think. And yeah. then I've driven a few Teslas in that period of time. Uh, more recently of course uh and but only for short periods like you know five minutes or ten minutes you know like pretty short bits actually this summer i got to drive a tesla model 3 performance on a on a track situation with brembo and that was pretty cool but still nothing like taking a car like on the road and because even in that situation i never had to like to dig into the menus really i, I never really you know followed that that <laughs> whole part of the experience yeah you know, i never dug into it and, but you know, when you, so basically I got in this car pretty cold in Fort Collins and just started driving East. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for our video list, so for our audio listeners, go check this out on YouTube. If you want to see some of the, the visuals I'll throw up on the screen, but Dom did a really good job kind of documenting it through his Twitter, uh, kind of in live time. So people could follow along with the journey, but you basically left, um, Fort Collins with, um, I don't know, it, was, it wasn't very deeply charged, maybe 70% or so. So right. you got, you had to charge again and brush, uh, which was, was that your first ever supercharging stop? I believe it was. And I think there's even like a little video associated with that where I, I you know, I made a little video of, I hope that's not me. Um, <laughs> well, that's me, but that's at your offices. Uh, yeah, so I made a little video. I didn't even know where the like the output was on the screen. You know, I had to like kind of look around to see what kind of power <laughs> I was drawing or whatever. But it was yeah, it was it was uh, the first time I'd actually gone and plugged in a parked in a supercharger spot and plugged in the car. And man, it's so easy because uh, I've done this with my my Chevy Spark uh, EV, which is a CCS two connector, but not a yeah. Tesla connector. And it's a if, for p people who are not familiar, the CCS two connector is like a lot bigger than the Tesla connector, and it's kind of clunky. And I, I've had a hard time actually getting the cord to reach my, the, you know, the sh over the past the short hood of my car to plug it in. And it, it, it was, it's like a challenge, a challenge, a chore, a job. It's not, it's not like the it's Tesla thing. Bulkier. It's like, so just stick it in there, like bang, walk away. It's like so incredibly simple that after experiencing this whole thing, I'm, I think like OEMs are, are nuts yep. for not adopting the, the Tesla standard, <laughs> just like total idiots they, they are like yeah. it's, it's i don't know the tesla cable is much slimmer and we talked about on a previous episode we had with brandon about liquid cooling and just how really well implemented tesla strategy is versus the ccs cables tend to be much more bulky and i mean manageable but also they have to accommodate for different cars that put charging ports in different locations and it's just sure. not standardized it's not the driver's side rear like every single tesla so that is a challenge, um, but you got to experience, yeah, firsthand how good the Tesla infrastructure is and also just how easy it is to operate. I mean, yes. I kind of took you on that little loop around Kyle's neighborhood at first just to make sure you were acquainted with the car, and it was easy for you to pick up on, and I guess you got everything going. <laughs> I mean, we, so we took that little just driving we were listening to the fourth suspension we were wondering maybe if the suspension wasn't fixed yet we thought it was but it turns out it 
may may not be exactly fixed like a complete lock and if you oh. <laughs> it, it'll it makes some funky noises like yeah. and over certain rough roads you can tell there's like the bushings are kind of shot really but on smooth roads you can't tell this is glides down like a smooth road like a like a figure skater on ice basically it's like, yeah yeah it's so sweet um yeah so the uh yeah the supercharging network was was like super awesome um i stopped at so this whole trip was like nine days. I drove like east from Port Collins to um, the Detroit, Ontario uh, border crossing at, at Windsor, Detroit, Windsor border crossing. Yep. And they let me into the country and uh, I kept going east. <laughs> uh, through to Ont- yeah, that would put me on Ontario. So I stayed over Ontario, uh, stayed overnight in Ontario at my cousin's place. And then I, I went to uh, Quebec the next day and into New Brunswick. And then so... This is when things got kind of crazy because I had left uh, Florida, where I live in Tallahassee, just after Hurricane Fiona had gone up into the North Atlantic, and we're, I were, you know I was just like very happy that it wasn't coming to my house, so I could you know I felt free to leave and do this trip. But by the time I got to the north of New Brunswick, we found out you know Fiona was coming right for where I was mm-hmm. heading for the Maritimes, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and when I finally actually got down there, one of my cousins has a house just on the beach. And okay. he did not evacuate because he did not know when that, you know. So he ended up in a, in, a, in a boatload of trouble with like three feet of water going through his house. This house sitting on cinder blocks on the beach it yep. could have floated away. <laughs> it was great. I mean, it was crazy. So we missed it in Florida, but it really did a number on the Maritimes, which where I stayed overnight that night down in the south of the province. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was just a little windy. But on the coast, it was bad and, and other provinces like Prince Edward Island or Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, they all got slammed pretty hard. Yeah. So, yeah. so I got to New Brunswick. That was kind of my, like my main goal to get there. Cause that's where the highest concentration of friends and family are. And, uh, but I couldn't stay there long because as soon as I got there, you know, the reports of Ian coming up to Florida, it came out and it was like pointed right at my house. <laughs> so I did the last stretch of the trip like uh in double time i did it in one sleep basically i woke up at 7 30 eastern time basically and i drove till maybe 2 30 in the morning yeah it's like but like 19 and a half hours i think of, of driving wow and yeah and i was lucky I, the supercharger was there was a hotel right there journey's end not journey's end uh, uh the ones that make you smart when you wake up it didn't work, <laughs> but it was a great hotel and a reasonable price. And I'm, I'm really glad I got to stay there. And it was like, a so I left the next, yeah, I left there at 11 o'clock AM the next yep. morning. And I got home by 2 AM that night. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The idea was to get the other side of like the Baltimore, uh, Washington DC area before, uh, the morning traffic was kind of my goal from coming from New Brunswick. Yeah. So it, it took a lot of driving, but, but, you wow. know, yeah. to, so to Tesla's credit, like this whole thing was like not a problem. Like I had two issues basically. And one of them, those could have been mine. <laughs> so so yeah, what were, what were the issues? Cause that, that's the thing. Everyone speculates like, Oh, if you like go buy a Tesla, if you want a flawless experience and then go right. buy a different car, if you want to maybe a bit more interesting, less flawless but unique experience. So right. yeah, that was that was my next question was was your trip flawless and if it wasn't what happened? 
not quite. So I think <laughs> my second or third charge uh, it was in Lincoln, Nebraska. By the time I got to Lincoln, you know, I was pretty sure that I had navigated to the Lincoln, Nebraska supercharger, but it's possible that I only navigated to Lincoln, Nebraska, mm. which anyway, so I'm following the direct navigation directions. And, you know, I'm still not exactly completely accustomed or acclimatized to the, uh, the screen and the whole navigation system and everything. But anyway, so I'm just following, following directions and it puts me in this parking garage. I'm, oh, I'm a parking garage. Right. There's superchargers in the parking garage. Like I've seen before. Right. Yeah. And, no, there are no superchargers in the parking garage. And I asked the the parking lot attendant about it, and he said, "No, no chargers here." But uh, you know, we've had a few Tesla owners come and drop by looking for them, but nope, they're not here. So hmm. he gave me directions that I could not follow to some charge point charger somewhere. But then, before, before long, I figured out actually how to get to the actual uh, Lincoln, Nebraska superchargers, and they were very far away. I was pretty low on charge, but it was it was plenty to get there so that was not necessarily the tesla network's fault mm -hmm. but yeah <laughs> hard, i don't know hard, hard to say i mean it, it's i wonder if there were any destination chargers too because i have seen people navigate to destination charger um i actually did the other day in ann's car in colorado springs i was like oh she has to go work i'm gonna go charge her car for a little bit i wasn't in a hurry it didn't need that much juice so i was like i'll just go to a destination charger which okay. was right next to a starbucks so okay. i did and i pull up and there's nothing there oh there's literally like holes in the ground where they used to be and they were removed but the tesla navigation did not know that Okay. Um, of course, PlugShare did, so I should have looked at PlugShare, <laughs> but I don't well, usually associate PlugShare as much with Teslas because typically Tesla stuff just works versus right. on CCS or even looking for J1772 plugs, I'll use PlugShare religiously. Um, so yeah, tell me about your other issue too before I jump into my next question about route planning. Sure. Uh, so yeah, the other the other question, the other the other problem was at a station where there was an actual issue and that was right at the north of, of new brunswick in a uh, or in quebec actually i think it's in a place called riviere de Loup or wolf river um or river of wolf i don't know anyway yeah. so, <laughs> so anyway so yeah there's like a this is like six or eight charges i'm not sure but anyway the two on the end did not work so mm. There's uh, that was one strike one the fact that I plugged into it and it didn't work at all. That was the first one I saw that didn't work, and then, you know, I went over and plugged in the other, the next one that did work, and uh, a gentleman came over and like waving his hands and talking at me and uh, just trying to explain to me in, in French actually that none of the none of the stations were getting like full power. Everyone's like limited to like oh. forty or fifty kilowatts, and uh, apparently, it turns out that's been an issue there for quite a while. It's something to do with the, the power coming to the location. So mm -hmm. it just needs to be, the whole, whole location needs to be upgraded to the next, you know, it, need, it needs a different power connection. And since they're in, Tesla is installing their version fours now, I suspect they're kind of putting off, you know, put, fixing this one up until that's ready to go into place. But it's really a key kind of charging location. You know, it's like all the traffic coming from New Brunswick's to the maritime provinces to quebec is it's like it's like a like a choke point right yeah kind of and so all the all the traffic funnels through that one place and kind of needs to be working yeah it's a weird place for them i understand the logic of behind 
kind of waiting and just letting sure. it slide as long as possible till you can upgrade. But at the same time, high traffic places like that, they really should have upgraded way back when version three was being coming a peak. So, but yeah, it's, it's not always perfect. And we've, we've seen that with our, you know, our big race to Vegas series on out of spec motoring, where some of the Tesla supercharger stops between Denver and Vegas were still slower and like version two, some or even version twos that were speed limited, which may have just been a day issue, but who knows, maybe it was longer term, but that was weird and interesting because the route we chose had actually better CCS stuff than Tesla's superchargers, not necessarily because of uptime. The CCS had their own issues, but Tesla's chargers had some problems as well. So it sounds like you didn't have a flawless experience, but in general, I mean, do you know how many supercharging stops you actually made total? Uh, I made 35 supercharger stops. So 33 out of 35 being flawless is really good. Yes. And the two that weren't flawless weren't actually like, one of them could have very well been my fault, and then <laughs> it could have. I'm like at the time, I was like pretty yeah. sure I'd done everything right, but yeah. you know, it's it was being so being so new to me and everything. Yeah, I'm I'm I go I would take I would shoulder the blame on this for that one. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, it, it <clears throat> nothing left you truly stranded, which is great. I think right. people still have hesitancy about driving electric cars, especially long trips. And I think the more we do it, the more we share our story, the more right. easy it feels. And so I guess something else that people tend to think about a lot um, is the route planning itself. So did you actually use just Tesla's in-route guidance in the car or did you do other things and check other apps? I did not. I, I just used the Tesla system. I did not even. Nice. Uh, so there's a, a better route planner is a, mm -hmm. a very well-known one that people use for trips like this, but I did not use it. And the other one you mentioned earlier, uh, PlugShare, mm -hmm. is, a, is a great app for checking out individual stations and see what experiences other people have had as, you know, as well as just like locating stations. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's good reviews on, on that as well to keep up, up to the date, up, up to date information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, so I just went with the uh, route planner and, but so the route planner is pretty good. So you just press like the right button on the steering wheel, like this, the Tesla steering wheel has two scroll wheels and you just press the right one and say, navigate to New Brunswick, Canada. And then it lays out a, you know, thinks about it for a couple of minutes, lays out a, a path and it has all these supercharger stations that you'll need to stop at. Um, what percentage of battery you should have when you arrive and how long you'll be there uh, before you, they send you off to the next one. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's pretty conservative. So they'll, they'll give you more juice than you will really need generally. And yeah. they'll put you, they won't let you go too low. So, but the thing is, if, when you're doing a long trip like this, you kind of want to arrive at a supercharger just as empty as possible. Yeah. So, for optimum charging speed upon plug-in. And it yes. uh, looks like you did get it fairly low. I mean, a couple of times you tweeted, like here, there's it says you would arrive in Florence with 1%, and then it said, oh, then it said 2%. Um, so yeah, what's the lowest you got the car? Uh, let's see, I've got a 5% here. Does you see a 2% somewhere? Well, not at the, on the car, just showed you what you would arrive at the supercharger with. Oh, was, right. Okay, that one didn't projection. happen. Yeah, that did not happen. <laughs> there was one point where I was I was tempted to try that, but I wasn't sure because then it then it started giving me the message of you'll have to drive 
you know, oh. below a certain speed to arrive yeah. to to reach. Your, so I wasn't sure. So it gave me that two percent, you know, thing message first, and then yep. later on it gave me that you know drive slower message. So I didn't want to run out anywhere, so I just stopped <laughs> it. But there was an intervening uh, supercharger, so I just stopped real quick and okay, got yeah. enough to go on because I wanted to hit that one for sure because there was like a big uh what was it called uh bucky's yeah <laughs> truck truck stop and i wanted to check out the bucky's <laughs> oh yeah the situation it was pretty good actually classic uh, yeah um but yeah generally it was like uh there's a few seven percent but a lot of more like 15 <laughs> percent as it you know as it went along i kind of but it all depends you know sometimes there's an eight percent five percent seven percent but sometimes they were higher because I just wanted to have a cushion for for something for some other reason. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So what I guess kind of to sum it up. I mean, what's what are some things you learned that you didn't expect to? Because this was a pretty new experience, and you were definitely beaming with excitement when I picked you up. So I was excited right. to see what you thought after the fact. Now that we're debriefing. Excitement. I was mostly scared because it was like <laughs> a totally new thing. You know, I'm just like throwing myself at this thing. I mean, it should be okay, right? But it's yeah. still totally new. And I had a lot of stress about like bringing the car into Canada mm-hmm. because it was not my car. And they asked me at the at the border too. It's like, is this your car? And I'm like, no. Like, okay, go ahead. Have a great day. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? All yeah. this stress. But uh, man, what do I? Do? You know, so. So yeah, I think what, what was most surprising about like so like the ease of navigation I wasn't so surprised too much a little a little bit you know I really loved the way I drove and I had an idea about that before but there's nothing to give you an indication of how like in the seat comfort and all that mm-hmm. all the ergonomic kind of things it's hard to get a, a good idea of that even if you have like an hour or two of the car but when you have you know a hundred hours or whatever it was in the car it was freaking great <laughs> it's yeah like, the seats are comfy comfortable had like no back pain or no it's like it's just it just felt so great like and all the time i'm sure sure it was more comfortable i mean you you got to experience the miata for about an hour and a half between the airport and fort collins and um, right. i'm sure that was more the model 3 was a huge sigh of relief um so i think i told you i took the miata on a five thousand mile trip last fall and right um, I think at the end of that trip, I was like, wow, that was really fun. But man, if I only had the Model 3 seats, <laughs> the right. comfort, the ergonomics. Oh my God, yes. And you, can, <laughs> you can't sleep in the Miata too, right? No, I can't. So that's that's another big difference. So, um, so I ended up I ended up sleeping in the back seat one night. Nice. Okay. Like the first night, and uh, which was actually not, it was a lot better than I thought. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like 6'2". I'm kind of tall, but I, I, it seemed to fold well enough in, in there. But the next night, I bought a, a, a an inflatable mattress. Yep. And I folded the back seats down and I crammed my, actually, this was a bad idea. In the future, I will get like a very thin gel mattress or oh, something yeah. Yeah. because an air mattress takes a lot of room that, so yeah, there's, because it's a trunk, like a sedan has a trunk, your legs are basically in this like kind of smallish space, yeah. you know, it's not super roomy, not super comfortable with the air mattress, but anyway, <laughs> It was fine for one night, and then I stayed at friends and family or hotels the rest of the way, pretty much. Yeah, makes um, sense. Well, but, that's awesome. I mean, it sounds like it was a really good experience, and you 
I mean, learned some things, but mostly just like gained experience from the things you kind of already knew. Because like you said, you've been writing and following Tesla for a long right. time. So now it's putting all that knowledge into practice. And sounds like you had a great time. I enjoyed following along on Twitter. Um, so hopefully some other people did as well. And um, yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying the car. Uh, would you buy a Model 3? Or I mean, we have a, we'll, we'll do a future episode with you about your whole car shenanigans because you're in the market, but not necessarily right. for a Model 3, I guess. Not for, I mean, I wish I was in a market for a Model 3 because, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would be very happy with a Model 3. Even not, not so this is like a, the performance, which is mm -hmm. great, but I really like to, like to have the extra range. So performance usually takes away a little bit of range. I think I'd like to have a bit, a bit of extra range. So this one had only like maybe 230 miles. So, yeah. My uh, my supercharger st stops were kind of close together. If with a regular with a brand new Tesla with a lot of long range, mm -hmm. I could have passed like a lot of I you know I hit like what was it thirty five superchargers. Yeah, it would it would have been a lot less than that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot less. I'm at least <laughs> ten, probably less. Yep. I'm thinking. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like a good experience and glad glad to take part, at least in the very beginning of getting the wheels ready and because we basically switched wheels and yeah, good, just go watch the video of me and Dom on Kyle's channel. We like hacked Kyle's channel and did a video of putting the wheels on with all season tires, just in case you got stranded in snow, which doesn't look like you did, but you know, better safe than sorry. It's got to come back to, it's got to come back to Colorado though, right? Yeah. At some point. Back to Colorado, depending on timing, maybe you'll bring it back or maybe I can fly down and drive it back. It looks like my right. parents are looking to maybe move just an hour or so from you. So oh, really? that'd be uh, kind of fun. Can you um, say what town? I don't remember what town, but I remember looking it up at one point to see Georgia? how close you were. Um, no, it wasn't toward uh, Alabama. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll, yeah, I, I'll need to check. I'll get back All with right. you on that. But it sounds like I'll come visit at some point regardless. But yeah. Sweet. Thanks for sharing the story and um, hopefully our audience learned something or maybe they have questions. And if you do have questions, leave them in the comments below. Let us know about your crazy Tesla road trip experiences or just your first EV road trip. Was it good? Was it bad? Was it in a Tesla? Um, uh, I know me and Ahmad took his EV6 on out of spec motoring. That was his first road trip experience in an EV. It was an EV6 in the dead of winter with no preconditioning. So that was a bit more rough than your Challenge. experience, it sounds like. <laughs> Challenging, for sure. Yeah. So it really is amazing how dependent it is on the actual car itself. But thanks for sharing, Dom. And um, for those of you who want to follow along, go see his Twitter at Dominic underscore Y. And of course, you'll probably see him around the Inside EV's emporium of podcasts and forums and all sorts of things. Ecosphere. Ecosphere. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Dom. Right. We'll see you guys no all problem. in the next episode very soon. Ciao. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
But normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 